Hello and welcome to episode three of the My Bun Hair Oven podcast. Today's episode is all about egg retrieval. Now, before we get started, it's very important to note that there'll be two very distinct sides to this podcast. There will be my account going through the egg retrieval and then there'll be um, Chrissy's account, which is very much what as actually a, happened as a bystander. <laughs> So we thought we'd take you through kind of chronologically what happened and any tips or anything we observed. Standout moments. Standout moments. And there was a few of our egg retrieval. So, yeah. Um, For those people who haven't or don't know, just a reminder, obviously we're um, my bun, her oven. So we're having the eggs from one partner transferred into the partner, i.e. me, Chrissy, who's going to be carrying the baby, hopefully. Yeah, that process is called shared motherhood or reciprocal IVF. Um, and I suppose that's just that's important because we wanted this baby to be a little part of both of us. So this this way we get to both experience the, the pregnancy journey, I suppose. So the egg retrieval was obviously um it was that was all about Tori because the procedure was um happening to her, and please believe it was all about Tori. Do you want to uh, take us through what we actually, what the... the... <laughs> well, I suppose it started 10 days prior to the actual retrieval, didn't it? Diva, diva. <laughs> uh, so 10 days prior to the actual egg retrieval, I started on the on the stims, so the, the stimulation drugs, um, which was kind of just in, in injections. 36 hours then before the actual egg retrieval itself um, was a trigger injection just to prepare you your little tiny eggs, I suppose, um, or big eggs, as as were in my case. And I think the standout thing for me about the whole egg retrieval process was the fact that it was going to be um, a nil-by-mouth process, <laughs> which I think was probably the hardest part of this whole experience for me, going nil-by-mouth. Yeah, like going like 10 minutes. Like Even when you're teaching, like nil-by-mouth is quite a, a bit like... I'm the person that eats the pat lunch by... Half seven. Yeah, like I'll get a text saying like, oh, because I'm out and about in the community quite a lot with my job and I often drive around the borough in which Tory works. So I'll often get a text saying, oh, like it's quarter to eight, I've smashed my packed lunch, can you drop something off? So when our consultant said like, yeah, it's nil by mouth before um, the operation, <laughs> like that is so funny that that was the hardest part for you, wasn't it? Yeah, we went down to Manchester um, the night before, kind of embraced that, didn't we? So we went, uh, where did we go for food? Prezzo. Yeah. Went to Prezzo and we went went balls deep, didn't we? Went full start, our main dessert. Yeah. I, basically, I wasn't sure where my next meal was going to come from, <laughs> so needed to really make the most of that. I just need to reiterate that our appointment was 9am and we were out of the hospital by about 11. So when you say, like, next meal, she had to go from midnight to 11 without any food, basically. I mean, this is intermi- intermittent fasting times... Four, really, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously we stayed the night um, in Manchester and I think the main reason for that was because I knew that I would then have to wake up later. Um, wasn't as long to concentrate on the whole nil-by-mouth experience. It's not like waking up at four o'clock in the morning and travelling down from the northeast. So, yeah, we got up. Chrissy wanted to go for snacks and for breakfast. How lovely of her. Um <laughs> I think that was your most favourite part of the experience, wasn't it? I think I was just looking forward, like, it's fair to say, like, I'm not not painting a good picture of you because it's all the qualities I love about you, but, like, as well as the hungriness, there's lots of, like, you don't focus for very long, so 
when this whole egg retrieval thing was happening, I was like, do you know what? That's going to be a nice hour to read my book without. How's your book? Shall we do something? I'm bored. I'm like, I was looking forward to a bit of time just to read my book while you were having your eggs taken out. I suppose we're lucky in the fact that in the midst of all this COVID chaos that we were able to share that experience together. Um, I know that on one of our first appointments um, in Manchester, there was a couple having the egg retrieval process themselves. And unfortunately, one of the, well, the partner that wasn't having the egg retrieval was made to wait in the car. So that was that was quite um, upsetting for us early, in the early stages, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like... If you remember one of your blood tests, so Tori's quite squeamish, so I'm sat in the car, she's gone in, we've driven down, she's just having a routine blood test, so it's literally in and out. My phone rings, can you drive around the front and come and get us? She's like passed out, she's so squeamish, she's passed out from this blood test. I have to drive around the front of the clinic and she's been propped up by this poor nurse. Now Tori's five foot ten and like... Well, she's really slim. She's all arms and legs. So she's like that, you know, the giraffe from um, Madagascar. She's coming out the clinic like that. And I'm like, get in the car. There's a car beeping behind us because he thinks I've just like abandoned me car at the back of the clinic. So like I could only imagine what kind of drama if I wasn't like if we were in the retrieval, I'd think she'd have to be wheeled out to the car. Yeah, you were very much my carer for the day, weren't you? It was cute though, and you got chocolate out of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was another thing that I was focused on, those tea and biscuits at the end of the retrieval. Yeah, like when the nurse was explaining, she was like, we need you to stay for a little bit to make sure you're going to, you know, you're all right with the meds and that blah, blah, blah. And then you'll sit down and you'll they'll bring in tea and biscuits. What? Tea and biscuits? What kind of biscuits? Like she told her loads of stuff about um, like the medical intervention and all that. And she was just like, what kind of biscuits are we talking? Like, can we talk more about this tea tray? Like this is all she focused on. It was, it was uh... probably the most important part. It was the bit that was a really st- a standout moment for me. <laughs> oh, that, and can you remember when they said, if you need um, pain relief? Oh yeah, you weren't very happy about that. Yeah, so <laughs> going through all the kind of ins and outs of the procedure and then just tend to drop in quite casually at the end. Oh, if you, if you need pain relief, which we won't know until you're in there and I'm like out of it, off me tits. Oh, we'll just, we'll just pop something up your backside. Um, It was like she said it on the way, like I know she didn't, but it, I felt like she said it like on the way out, like, all right, no, no, Enjoy fine. your procedure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that, that was the standout thing for me, the tea and biscuits and the uh, volta all up your arse. <laughs> they were the things that I really took from from the experience. I know when we walked into the room, on the bed there was that giant puppy pad. Can you remember puppy pad? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the kind of obviously you try and make you feel better, don't? Then they say like there could be a little bit of bleeding. It's like when the school nurse tells you it'll only be this tiny bit of blood during your period, like teaspoon, teaspoon. Like no, that's not the case. Like please believe, love. Like ah, that that is not the case. You are bleeding from arsehole at breakfast time. Aren't a lot, you? yeah, yeah. Like ah, like that's just stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> so this puppy pad obviously was like this is what you're in for. But we were quite like we don't want to scare people because actually it was just more of a precaution, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. The whole procedure, to be fair, with a little help from my good friend Fentanyl, made the whole procedure a wonderful experience. The painkiller that you were, yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. So we're kind of when the time comes um, to go into theatre, you walk into theatre, gowned up, arse out, <laughs> um, and then you sit on a bed, legs akimbo, and well, actually, what really happened on the bed? Oh, I sat the wrong way around. And what was in the stirrups? My back and my head. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so this theatre full of clinicians that had to tell me that my, I was facing the wrong way, basically. You got the students in as well, didn't you, oh, obviously? Yes. Every Tom, Dick and Harry in the whole of Manchester saw my fanny that day. It was there. And then you went to the hospital. And then Yay! I went, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, Obviously, I was out of it for the whole procedure. I can't remember a thing, like not one thing apart from kind of going in, not setting the right way on the bed, and then the rest is the rest is history. They could have done anything to me in there. Yeah, so like, obviously the Tory went, and then I was sat, like literally got me snacks out, had a couple of snacks, because I was hungry, like I hadn't had breakfast, because apparently oh, it's cruel. for you. <laughs> cruel to eat in front of someone who's nil by mouth. So anyway, we'd like sat down and had, had some breakfast, and then... Um, we had like literally opened my magazine and someone came to the door and I thought they were just checking on me to make sure I was all right. And it was her being wheeled back in. So I thought something had gone wrong. So like it it seemed like forever before they went, oh no, she's all done. I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She was absolutely out of a tree. She was off her tits. Like Tori's not a big drinker. So we don't really, I don't really get to like laugh at her drunk very often because um, if she's drinking, I'm normally drunker than her because I'm a total lightweight. But honestly, like if you've seen the videos on our Instagram page, she was absolutely hilarious, weren't you? Yeah, just my little bun being wheeled in the room. I'm obviously, I'm just such an easy customer, you know, straight in, straight out. Yeah, you were like the anaesthetist was lush, wasn't he? And you were like, he's such a nice guy. Like, and then you kept going, have they done it? Have they done it? Because I think you, obviously, the last thing you can remember. So they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Have they done it? Like, and you kept like checking yourself. And well, I was adamant I was one of gonna have shit myself, and two, I was probably bleeding all over the bed. So. Yeah, I did keep checking myself, but it was for it was for good reason. But what was the very first thing I asked? Where's the biscuits? Where's the biscuits? I thought they would be there. I had to wait for those fucking biscuits. I was nil by mouth. I was shaking. Your blood, blood sugar, sugar was at its heart. It was, it was. So yeah, tea and biscuits. Um, Crawford's, you got biscuits as well. I did, yeah. And a was... cup of tea mm-hmm. for sitting there doing fuck all. <laughs> yeah, because I'm doing nothing in this process, am I? Yeah, so it was it was a pleasant experience. I think um, there is obviously a lot of anxiety pre-egg retrieval. It's a bit of a fear of the unknown, I suppose. But I think if this podcast is to do anything, it's just to reassure people that you won't remember a fucking thing. Um, enjoy the moment, kind of take it all in, because it is, it is exciting. Yeah, pain-wise, you were all right as well. I think it's quite reassuring to say it was uncomfortable, but you weren't... What, in the days leading? Yeah. Days after, I think that's normal when someone's been rooting around in your, in your ovaries. <laughs> yeah, and taking things out. Taking things out, putting them back in. Yeah. What did they put back in? Well, that's just a, <laughs> just a figure of speech. Um, but yeah, I think um, one of the things we learned, I guess, was n- don't read the forums because it's kind of... What is that thing? Like, my hairdresser, who's one of my really good friends, says, like, um, you, you'll write is it 10 bad reviews but one good review or something like you're more likely so there's a lot of stuff online about how awful it is and how painful and and you you got quite worried about that didn't you yeah i think it's only natural so i think you you bob on there don't read the forums just take this podcast for what it is and it's literally it's a walk in the park guys yeah. <laughs> and enjoy the tea and biscuits enjoy the tea and biscuits and hopefully that your retrieval like we were really lucky like we got we are going through egg donation so we were 
we got 16 eggs all together which yeah. were, um so we donated eight um to someone to to help them with their journey because obviously our our donor our sperm donors helped us um so yeah we've we had eight from the process so we were, were quite lucky so we got mixed in there with the sperm why are you doing like a scrambling action like scrambled eggs. That's how I imagine it happens. The Not that, that's aggressive. Sorry, I wish you could see this guy. She's like scrambling these eggs aggressively. Yeah, so they were mixed with the sperm. Well, they had obviously thaw the sperm, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, I don't it see it like an aggressive mix and I see it more like a bit Gentle. of a Scylla Black. Like, hey, how are you doing? And then Scylla see... Black is definitely from fucking Liverpool. Yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to... It's too nasal for us, too nasal. So like more like a mix and like a, like a Paddy McGuinness type of... I'm not going to do that one either. Here's like, the sperm. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Come down in the love lift, embryologist. Yeah. yeah. Couple of fairy lights, couple of candles. But I think I cracked the Barry White joke, didn't I? Like, are you going to put the Barry White on to introduce them? Yeah, it was. So, do you wanna? How many did we? How many mixed? Five. Yeah, so five fertilised. Yeah, so you have to wait generally a day. We did. We got a phone call the next morning, I think, um, to say what the outcome had been, obviously, after they'd monitored them. So five out of the eight had fertilised, which was, you know, we were really, really grateful with that. So I think that kind of the last thing I would say is if you're going to egg retrieval, the next couple of days after that needs to be a total write-off and you need to milk it for all it's worth. Um, you know, you will be a bit tender. I think that's only normal, but don't put too much pressure on yourself to get back to work or to, you know, do things that you were probably doing beforehand. It's it's a bit of a, it's a quick recovery, but you just need to look after yourself and make sure you're doing all of the self-care and all of the, all of the love. Self-love. Self-love. And that's a really great place to leave this year. Yeah, you're done? I'm done. Okay. Tea and biscuits? Tea and biscuits. <laughs> that was episode three, the egg retrieval. I'm off for some tea and biscuits. <laughs>